You're, you're saying you've got a friend or, or, or someone you know, and they their dilemma is they've got children or having some issues, and they want to get some advice from their friends without giving them all the details. And then they want Not you enough Not necessarily to, just advice, just like, hey, I'm going through a hard time. Got it. So they want to just sort of vent, but then what do you do if you're just, you, you think you're venting to a sort of a, a safe friend, but then the friend ends up asking questions that you really don't want to be asked, how do you deflect those questions? Yes, deflecting. Exactly. You're like a brilliant deflector. Okay. Welcome to Dear Nina, conversations about friendship. Today, I have a very special guest, maybe the most special of all, because he lives here in the house that is where this little studio is. Welcome to my husband, Brian. Thank you for having me. You didn't have much of a choice because I said, Brian. (laughs) Nope. We have a serious friendship issue here to discuss, and you are the best person to help because you help me with this kind of stuff all the time. And I want to get you up to date on the episode because I know you are such a fan of Dear Nina, the person and the podcast. Listen to everything, read everything, well, not pod, you know, read your, every, one of your articles. So I'm, I'm as up to date, I guess, as any guy probably would be. And I should be, of course. Yeah. Brian's been really supportive, including having me turn this office into a podcasting monsters universe. And it's great. I want to update him on the episode from a couple of weeks ago. And for any listeners who didn't listen to it, because you don't need to listen to episode 23 to understand what we're talking about, but you do need to know the context. So in episode 23, I got a note from an anonymous listener who was feeling kind of separate and isolated from some of her closest friends because she has some issues going on with her older kids. I didn't know if by older kids she meant like young adults or even in their 30s or 40s, or it could have been like older teens. But either way, it wasn't little kid stuff. She acknowledged that the way she met friends in the beginning was definitely through sharing these parenting conundrums. What camp should we go to? What daycare should we sign up for? What car seat are you getting? All these things that are kind of neutral. I mean, they're, they're not real personal, and even some personal. But as the kids get older, definitely the stakes get higher. We don't know exactly who we can trust with our kids' information. I don't mean to imply that somebody's good friend is going to go out of their way to divulge information about your kids. But it, it can happen. And as kids get older, I mean, they don't, it's their story. It's their information. They don't maybe want the entire community to know. And I think of a community like ours, Bri, and it's tight. It's yep. a tight community. Yep. Even beyond close friends, acquaintances, I mean, the ties run long and deep, which is a blessing. But it also, for our kids, if something about them gets out that they don't want out, it's really out there. You know, the parents it can talk. Feel like a fishbowl. Yeah, it can, feel, it can feel that way. And there's many benefits to having such a close community, but there's that, that could be a downside for sure. The reason I wanted Brian to help is because one thing we didn't get to in the episode, we just didn't have time, is... What do you do if you do want friends to know that you're struggling? If your kids are struggling, you're struggling. That just kind of goes without saying. And if you can avoid that, you're, you're a strong parent. You're a strong person. Yep. You have good constitution. But most of us really do struggle when our kids are struggling. And so how do you get out of conversations that you don't want to be in? Or how do you dance a little bit with this? Like you want a friend to know you're struggling, but you don't want them to ask too much. That We didn't give a lot of examples in the episode. One thing my guest Rebecca said in the episode, which I thought was great, was this idea, I know you're here to support me and I'm going through something. I can't really talk about the details. And we just assumed in the episode it would end there because I think most reasonable people would take the hint. But I myself have been in situations where I get the same question over and over again and I really don't want to answer. I'm so bad at that. I actually couldn't be worse at it. And sometimes I make Brian go through role play. That sounds like, you know, more interesting than it is. I mean, just conversations. 
Well, you've gotten better over the years. Well, with your training, I swear. Yeah. Brian's really yeah. good, and maybe it's he's a guy, but also he's a strong guy. He's not going to ever say anything he doesn't want to say. Right. That's true. It's impressive. I, first of all, want to know, and I think that deep, okay, before we get to like how you get out of conversation like that, why do you think someone like me, because I think there's other people out there like me, I know there are, who was raised by the most private person in the world. <laughs> the greatest mother-in-law of our current generation, yes. Yes, Great Kathy, Kathy Sackheim. Yep. Yep. Also a guest several times on the podcast. And I've done an episode, I think it was episode eight, where we talked about privacy, but it was a little bit in a different context. How? Why do I feel like I owe people so much information? Like, what's wrong with me? Let's do a little therapy. Yeah, well, I mean, as we've spoken, I think over the years, I mean, a person's strength is always their weakness. I mean, that is, if you want to understand somebody's you know, why they do something, oftentimes look at what they're really good at. And and usually it's the flip side. And I think you are excellent. I'm not just saying this because you're my wife, but you're excellent at connecting with people. You're excellent at how do you connect? You share stuff and then you listen well. And I think, so that is what you do well. When then there's something you, you don't want to share, or you feel like there's issues, like you said, the community, whatever, it just, I think the strength becomes a weakness for you and you just have a little bit of a hard time flipping the switch. And, and I think that's, I don't think that's uncommon, especially I think women tend more to want to connect, therefore are not just naturally good at sharing, but practiced at it. So it's hard to all of a sudden like hold back in the middle of half wanting to share to connect but half not wanting to share because you don't really want them to know the minute details again because of what it may lead to in terms of the community or whatever. Yeah, because privacy is a really important value I mean, and everyone's entitled to it. I do feel like almost a physical, if I'm not sharing, if I have something going on in my life and I'm not talking about it, it's like it physically hurts. But I, I'm working through that and I think part of working through it is what we're going to discuss in this episode, which is how to get out of the conversation without making it awkward, hurting feelings, making it clear that I'm entitled to my privacy without literally saying those words, because I don't want to actually have to say that. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to pretend like I'm almost like the letter writer from last week. And I'm going to say, um, well, I'm going to be, you be me. Okay. This so, is what we do, everybody. Yep. This is like a little glimpse into our marriage. We do this about lots of topics. Dude, this isn't this isn't our first rodeo on uh, you know mock conversation. You know, I, I, before we do it, I do think something's important on on how I how do I view relationships? How do I view sort of managing these things? Because I think part of why I can do it, and I only know that because you've told me I'm good at it. Over the, I mean, I, I guess I've been good, but I never thought of it. Number one is I, I don't feel that. A relationship, a deep relationship requires sharing everything, okay? So I don't look at it like, oh my gosh, if I don't share this, am I somehow undermining the relationship? I don't look at it that way, okay? So I think that's one thing. Well, and my mom would agree. I mean, and I think both of you have been trying to, you know, knock me knock that into me for many decades. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll try to give you another few, few other tools in the toolbox. And I think the second thing is, and you mentioned it, I mean, I don't want to get tough per se, but if, as you mentioned, I won't ultimately share something. If I feel that I'm backed into a corner, which I, I can't seem to escape, I will be very direct. I don't feel that that is going to undermine the relationship either. See, both cases, I feel like, I don't have to share. And if I have to, if I get pushed in the corner that I don't feel like I I have to be angry or defensive, but I feel like I can be strong in protecting that boundary without feeling like I'm going to ruin the relationship or bad about myself or anything like that. So I do come to these things with those paradigms and that may be different than many. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's good. I, I think it, I'm being really self-aware right now and honest. I do think it takes a bit of a maturity that I am lacking. I, I think of myself as a very mature person and I am in a lot of ways, but I do think I'm sort of stuck somewhere sometimes in like a 15-year-old self that's just like gabbing with my girlfriends. Everything's on the table. And, and as we get older, like I end up feeling worse. So I may feel weird and funny about not sharing, but I always feel worse when I overshare. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said this too. I don't look at it that way. I don't, I don't see it as immaturity. I just see it as nobody's perfect. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And I really feel like this is just, it's a weakness for you. What's my weakness? My weakness is I can be too tough, too hard. What I'm good at, I also can go too far. So it, it, I don't see it as immature. I see it as you're getting more sophisticated and really becoming an adult, getting better mastery over what has been ultimately a weakness you don't like, rather than some sort of indictment of a, you know, a character flaw or something like that. I don't see it that way. Okay, that's good. All right. So what would be, there's a couple examples. Like I'm thinking like if it's adult children, maybe somebody has, maybe somebody's adult child's getting divorced. Not that there's anything wrong with divorce, but maybe they're just beginning to explore that process. And it's certainly no one's business. That's like a great right. example of it's no one's business. Maybe someone's having some kind of surgery, even an elective surgery, yep. and it's nobody's business. There's any number of examples. Even, and we brought it up a lot last week, the college admissions process. Again, there's no like shame in any of that. It's just, you know, some people don't want to talk about it. Right. And it's personal. And there's finances involved a lot of times in college. Maybe somebody wants to go to a certain college, but they frankly cannot afford it. So let's maybe take the elective surgery one, because it, it's just random and doesn't, and it's an easy yeah. one. Okay. So you be on a walk with me. I'll be any friend. And by the way, this isn't pointed at any of my friends. My friends are not the problem. I'm the problem in this case. <laughs> right. It could be like a neighbor, a friend, someone I'm just getting to know. It doesn't even matter. This hasn't happened to you. This is to help. Yeah. Oh, nobody's yeah. had elective surgery. I wouldn't mind getting some elective <laughs> surgery, actually, Brian, if you want to just start like a, a fund for that. <laughs> this is where you go, you don't need any. Well, I'm not sure what to share or not share here. I feel, you know, I'm sitting in this office with all this equipment and, you know, it's like, well, what what's inbounds? What's out? Correct, Nina, you don't need it. And, <laughs> and you look great. And you really are. Right. Okay, Brian, I have a good example, I think, that we can play with. Let's say I'm walking with a friend and I, I have a kid who's in college, which will be the case in a couple of years. And that kid is, as, as in our kid, is wanting to switch and is really struggling. There's some serious mental health issues maybe, or there's, I don't know, any number of failing out. And, and yep. I'm not saying that this would happen to our kid, but sure. listen, it could happen to Something any Something that kid. we don't really want to share. We're not proud of, not embarrassed about, but right. it's private. And, yeah, right, it's private. Like that, that's the key here. It's not about being embarrassed or ashamed because all these things happen and they're normal and whatever. It's just that it's not everyone's business unless our kid wants to tell you know his or her friends, fine. But okay, let's say we're just at the beginning stages of this issue and I'm, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm bogged down with it. I'm yep. phone, phone calls every day. I'm, I'm yep. trying to get help for the kid and they're not living in our house. They're somewhere else. And I'm kind of being clearly a little bit like frazzled and blue and we're on a walk. Yep. So we're walking along. Hey, Nina, how are things going? Oh, you know, good overall. Good overall. You know, we are, you know, the, the younger kids are great. Brian and I are great. You're having a little issue with, been a little stressful, but I, I just... uh I don't really want to go into the details, but I would just say that it's, it's been on my mind and it's taken up a lot of time. So it's, you know how it is sometimes when your kids are struggling, it's just, it just drains you. If you're the friend in this scenario, I think a nice thing to say would be, oh, that must be really hard. And if you ever want to talk about it, you always can come to me. And yes. th that's like the, you know, I think that's a perfect thing to say. But what if you get something more along the lines of, oh God, that's really, you know, that's really hard. I assume the person would be empathetic. I'm not saying that the person is trying to be 
difficult. But then instead of just dropping it, they say, oh, what's going on though? Like, wait, what's up? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's really something that we're not sharing right now. And it's, you know, I, I'm only mentioning it because obviously you could probably read if I'm feeling stressed and I just wanted you to know there's some stuff going on. But yeah, I think, you know, we're going to figure it out. And Brian and I are doing a lot of work and it's taking time, but you know, it's obviously stressful, but I'm confident we're going to get it resolved. But you know, when you're going through it, it's never fun. God, so. that's good. You're so good at this. This is why I just want to bring you around just on my shoulder with like a little recording. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hold on, I have a recording from Brian and I'm just going to press play right now. I can well, bring and, this and, around. And what I, I'm trying, you know, it's like, I'm thinking, okay, what am I, because I'm, I'm making it up on the fly here. Because what am I trying to do? I, I'm trying to, in my mind... This is, I sort of think of in Star Wars, uh, in Return of the Jedi, when the, you know, Millennium Falcon is flying into the Death Star and it's got to, you got to, you got to hit just right to fly through that thing, whip around, get back out. You know, you're trying to, you got to deal with the issue, but you don't want to crash. And so I'm, I'm always trying to like give them enough something so that they kind of feel in an indirect way, like, okay, the relationship's solid here. It's not a personal thing and yet not give them anything of substance that I will regret later having shared. It's that yeah. balance. That's what I'm trying to balance in my mind. That's that's really good because I that first part's always we've been saying has been so important to me to keep the relationship intact. And I would love to have less regret. That would be nice to walk around with less regret about things I've shared. I think the word details is important. I jotted down some things after the episode that I could say if, or if even someone asks about other people, someone's asks me how a certain friend is doing. And, and again, a lot of times people are just trying to be supportive, but I freeze up and I don't want to share things. I think some ideas are, I'm not sure I should say, you don't have to lie and make something up. You don't have to say, I don't know. You can say, I'm not sure I can say, which really tells the other person, I do know but it's not my business to share. And it's definitely not your business to know. I don't feel comfortable sharing. I like that one. Yep. I liked, it's not my place to get into the details. It could even be about your own kids. But I guess in some of these, I'm thinking about if it's like other people's kids. Maybe I could talk about it one day, but for now, it's not my story to share. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, I thought you'd like these. I made a whole list. I think it's best we don't go there. I don't know that I would use that one myself because, again, I'm trying to always do that balance of, it's not hostile per se, but it's a little more you know, a little more back up uh, versus some of the other ones. But yeah, if, if you started to get cornered. Right. It's the getting cornered. I asked my writing class, my Thursday morning writing class at Modern Well, vaguely about this issue because I'm they're all a little bit older than me, like five years plus or more. And they have older kids and they've kind of been through this. And one of them said that they use the expression, not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> and that might not refer to their own kids. That would be their monkey and their uh -huh. circus, but meaning it's really just not their detail to share. Yes. I guess if you are comfortable with a little white lie, I mean, you could always just say, I'm not sure. Because someone asks you about other people. Absolutely. And I think that's fair. You know, white lies are legitimate. And we've talked about this in life, that if you're not gaining something and the other person isn't losing, it's okay to use a white lie when the, when the information doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt them and really shouldn't be shared. It's, it's just, it's a gentle way to deflect uh, a conversation without harming the relationship. Yeah, this is great. And the reason I wanted to do this quick follow-up, and it's just a short episode, is because when I posted episode 23 about, I titled it, When Kids' Issues Are Too Private to Share with Friends with close friends even. It got a lot of more likes and sort of attention and people saying things. This is a really important issue, more than I thought. Hmm, yeah. I came up with that issue actually struck by how much people related to it. I think I do have a lot of listeners close to my age and your age. And you know, our kids are getting older. I think yep. we can all relate to this idea that the stuff with the kids can't really be 
the main event anymore. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And it makes sense to kind of move on to deeper things. So I think our better friendship goal of the week, Brian, is pretty obvious. You are already excellent at it, so you don't need the goal. The goal for me is just to practice those statements. I'm going to write those out in the show notes for people. Are there any you would add just for the better friendship goal of the week? Any statements in, along those lines of, I'm not sure I should share or... I can't get into the details, but thanks so much for, you know, caring. Is there anything else? I mean, those are all, yeah, those are all good. It's not necessarily the words. It's feeling comfortable with just a little extra fluff to fill the conversation. So it feels like there's a flow when you actually didn't say much. It allows the other person to feel like, oh, they're not pushing me away. So, you know, your examples are great and you can just add a little extra chitter chatter onto it that makes it feel more friendly without giving anything you know anything away that you don't want to. I want to thank Brian Badson for showing up at his house in the middle of the workday because <laughs> we have four kids and we just couldn't feasibly figure out a way to record. Uh, they never go to bed. We have completely lost the handle on bedtime. And so there's really not a time that would be quiet nope. enough that wouldn't be one in the morning. And right. even then, sometimes I hear a little pitter down the stairs. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks to my producer, Dave DeLuger. And thanks to all the listeners. Come back in a couple weeks when our friendships are going well. We are happier all around.